We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a Hollywood acceptance speech. I'm so surprised. I had no idea. I'm not even prepared. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'd like to thank the progressive discounts that got me here. Safe driver, multi-car, paid in full multi-policy. This is just such a big moment. And did I mention that I'm surprised? With all kinds of discounts, Progressive helps you save. Oh, 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 and I want to thank my agent and all my discounts agents because we all have the same agent. Don't start the music! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Even against Man City, who haven't given yes. up a goal yes. since yes. April. Yes. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Mondogold.com, your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to MondoGold.com and enter code ROTO for a 200% bonus on your first deposit. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It is Friday, September 11th. Never, ever forget the incidents that's happened uh, 15 years ago now, Andrew. Can you believe it's been 15 years? I think it's only 14, actually. But no, I can't. It's one of those I remember exactly where I was when it happened, and it's just images that will never go away. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's this generation's. You know exactly where you were when it happened, yep. and 
Um, you know, being in New York today, it's you know very quiet in the streets, uh, much more quiet than usual, and uh, you got to think that that's why. But actually, it, uh, you know, not to be too inappropriate, but it could be everyone's trying to rest up for tomorrow's Premier League re- return from international break. But uh, I think it's more to do with the events that you're correct. Fourteen years ago, I, I can't count. It's uh, it's been a very long, long travel day for me yesterday, and uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that Premier League's back. I'm glad that it takes full stage, front and center, on Saturday morning before college football and mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon. So there's a lot of football now with both North American and European. And I'm very excited to get started. Let's get right into the fixtures. We have game week five coming up. So uh, all the action starts Saturday morning with a good one. Everton at home at Goodison Park facing the struggling Chelsea. And... This is not a fixture you want if you're struggling, if you're Chelsea. Uh, this fixture last year produced uh, a little bit of excitement. Nine total goals, to yeah. be exact. Uh, and one of the most uh, iconic celebrations from Samuel Eto'o with the old man celebration. That's so, right. That's right. I forgot uh, about that one. Exactly. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, what can we expect this year, Andrew? Well, we should note that Thibaut Courtois is out. Um, he, he could be out for a while. Yeah, he's going to be out for a while with his knee injury. And I was very excited that this was... Um, the first game so that we could talk about it because I was thinking to myself that for season long, this is almost good news for fantasy owners because I I don't think there's ever an opportunity in the schedule where you look at a Chelsea matchup, you know, or any, you know, when you're looking for what goalie you're going to start, you never really think of the goalie. You just think I'm going to take the Chelsea goalie or I'm going to take, you know, the Manchester city goalie. We know who they are, but they're, there's no way there's ever a time where you are going to say, you know what, if Courtois was in goal, I would take him, but I'm, I'm not going to take Begovic this week. And given that Begovic is so much cheaper, um, or at least is cheaper, I wouldn't say so much, in the season-long games, he, he is cheaper in the in daily games this week because the injury came after all the salaries were out. I, obviously, the daily sites will catch up and increase his, his price, but he's a... I mean, he's a he's a legitimate starting goalkeeper in the Premier League for long enough that we know that he can do the job. Manchester and, United wanted him. Yeah, as exactly. A potential replacement for, exactly. for David De Gea, yeah, who just signed the new contract. Yes. Um, yeah. So he's not not we'll, going anywhere. Yeah, we'll get to right. that. Um, but anyway, so I think Begovic. You know, it, anyone who thinks that this is like a downgrade for fantasy is kidding themselves. Like Courtois is obviously a better goalkeeper than Asmir Begovic, but for fantasy purposes, you're not picking a goalie because of who the goalie is. You're picking them because of the team they play for. So anyone who has any is any, you know, bummed out about losing Courtois, yeah. Begovic is a fine player. By the way, case in point, Hugo Lloris. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you would... Well, <laughs> another one that Manchester United was thinking of. But, yeah. you know, we're looking at Darren Randolph. Nobody, like, batted an eye when Adrian got booted for three games. Nobody questioned, like, oh, I'm, there's no way I'm taking Randolph. It's like you look at who West Ham is playing, you pit, take him, and he gets blasted by... Burnmouth, but still, another reason why you don't pay for goaltenders. Exactly, and I think that kind of, you know, or all of this went right to, back to that point. So certain, you know, I, you can make the argument of paying up for certain defenders. The goalkeepers, I think, are such a crapshoot, and yeah. this, I think, Begovic and this Courtois injury situation will prove that that he is a one for one replacement here. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, that's it. Everton have been playing very well. Chelsea, obviously, not very well. So. It's a tough, that's a tough one for Chelsea having to go to Goodison Park. But Everton are just so hit or miss that 
Um, you know, you you wouldn't be shocked if this was scoreless or one nothing. Chelsea so far have been just miss. But, yeah. Uh, who would be your number one ranked player in this game? Would it still be Hazard? Has Pedro passed him? Is Costa there? Is Lukaku in the mix? I've for Chelsea now. I'm I'm on Pedro. Uh, I think he even as a forward. Yes, uh, I think he's got more upside than Costa just because he can get goals and assists. You're not going to see that many assists from Costa. So it's not, I don't think it's the same as your chasing assists because Pedro scores himself and oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. he's much cheaper in most games than Costa and Hazard. So you're getting a little salary relief there, but even without salaries, I think Pedro has the most upside fantasy wise on Chelsea right now. Can't, uh, you know, you can't argue with that. I mean, do, where does Lukaku fit in to this argument? I'm playing well so far. Yeah, the, I, it's a great question. I, I didn't um, necessarily think he was going to be as good as he has been so far. It's, you know, a little bit, I don't want to call this like a revenge game, but it basically could be, you know. Like, he's, had a few, he's had a few chances at this revenge game. And that's that's sort of where I go. He's not really taking advantage of these revenge games very much. So, um you know, it's a decent matchup only because they haven't been playing that well. But um, I don't know. I would definitely still put Costa ahead of him. Yeah, it's. I think Aruna Kone's really helped Lukaku, mm-hmm. another player to run the channels. Yeah, yeah, it, he definitely helps. Morales is now healthy, and they there's kind of this talk that they're going to get him back in the lineup. And I assume that they don't wouldn't play Kone and Morales just because it leaves them a yeah. little light so, defensively. And so. also, don't forget they they signed Aaron Lennon on deadline day. Yeah. And who better to go after Bronislav Ivanovic than Aaron Lennon? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't, I mean, he doesn't usually play on the left-hand side, the attacking left, which would be the defending right for Chelsea. Right. Uh, you know, I've seen a few people Kevin Morales talk about the possibility of Ivanovic getting benched. I, yeah, it's about damn time. I don't think it happens. Of course not. No, but people are talking about it. I mean, the pixie dust that was on the thirty-plus-year-old defenders last season has worn off. Yeah. I mean, I didn't anticipate it was going to be that good last year. Yeah. But it's you can't be thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and keep up with guys who were twenty-two and nineteen years old. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fair point. But the the interesting thing that I saw is not is Ivanovic getting benched and having as Piliqueta move over, which is something you've been talking about for quite a long time with giving Rockman a start. His natural position. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that happen. I feel like that's a little too, uh, unorthodox for yeah, Mourinho. Of course. Uh, everything's so. too unorthodox. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, if, I mean, what would be the, what would be the most unorthodox thing to do would be to move Ivanovic into a back three or a back five and have him Cahill and Terry, Terry being a, yeah. a, a three in the middle. Yeah, that and then have two wing backs. So yeah. They'll never do that. Right. But it's. I think there. I think there's this talk that like Mourinho's ready to make widespread changes. He's just not. He, yeah, that's not what he does. That actually happened. Yeah, that's not what he does. And this idea that like, oh, he's got to shake it up. Like whether he does, whether he has to or not, that's not what he does. Yeah, it's true. He he has it's this true. process. He he has seen success in it, and he's going to figure out how to make his players succeed. He's you not going to start. You don't start a single defender or goalkeeper in this matchup, do you? No, I'm staying away. Okay. So let's move on to the other games here. Um, as, as much fun as this game will be uh, tomorrow morning, uh, let's, we have other games to get to, including the what I think is the biggest lopsided matchup here, Arsenal at home against Stoke. Um, Stoke are surprisingly sneaky on offense, but, I mean, Arsenal can shut the door against anybody if they want to. They just choose not to most of the time. Yeah, they're, 
it, they're fully a team that's not living up to, you know, their abilities so far this season. But yeah, they, I mean, this is kind of the matchup that they can use to get back on track. The Stoke, you know, Stoke have some interesting players defensively, but and if this game was at Stoke, I may have slightly different opinions on it. But yeah, I'm I'm in on the attacking options for for Arsenal for sure. I'd feel comfortable with the defending options too, uh, especially with yeah. whatever price you get on the guy like um, Nacho Monreal or Hector Bellerin. Yeah, they they tend to be a little more expensive in uh, certainly on Mondo goal. I see it, but yeah, I mean they're they're fine. Yeah, I, I, it, like I said, I mean if you're start, I mean there's no surprise. Like, hey, I have Mesut Ozil. I'm probably going to start him. But like in a daily format, I still think you can go heavy. You can probably stack some Arsenal options here. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, and then um, you know, is Jordan Shakiri going to be a factor here? I, I mean, Arsenal has to know that Jordan Shakiri is dangerous, right? Oh, for sure. Um, okay, <laughs> you know, like they have to know that they that Stoke still have dangerous players, but yeah, you know, they're missing that high line. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, they're missing Affili, I believe, to suspension. Red card. Yeah, basically, if I own a player in season long league, they've gotten a red card. Yeah, you got uh, who was it? Affili and Coutinho last week, right? Affili, Coutinho. I've had Jan Mott. I've had Jenkinson. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I'm missing one too, but probably. Uh, but yeah, the uh, they they definitely have some good players. But like we said, I think uh, oh Charlie Adams out too, although he hasn't been starting uh, that much recently. Mitrovic was the other one that you had, I think. No, that was that was a that, that was a daily one, but it's fine. Oh, okay, but yeah, so um, I don't think I'm not batting an eye to any. Um, Arsenal defenders. I should we should note that Kashel Lauren Kashelny is dealing with some back soreness, but he's been all right. Gabriel's actually looked pretty good for him, but I don't know if Pure Murdersackers recovered from his illness, and I assume that those two will start together just because they always do. But Gabriel's looked good. No better no better connection than a French German connection, is there? For sure. <laughs> yeah, they always get along. Always. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> To, uh, I think, what's going to be the most intriguing matchup of the 10 o'clock slate. Yeah, the 10 o'clock slate. I mean, this is this. I, basically, if Crystal Palace play a good team, it, to me, it's the most interesting matchup. And now Crystal Palace also playing them at home mm-hmm. against Manchester City. Goals abound, uh, potentially. They should be. Um, David Silva's out with this ankle injury. Uh, they say it's not serious and that he could play Tuesday in their Champions League match against Juventus, which is, that's quite a opening champions league match. probably a priority yeah and so i assume they signed another left foot left-footed uh midfielder i believe we'll we should see kevin de bruyne in That's that number 10 role which is kind of you know we kept saying that when he came he would be sent out on the wing in place of jesus navas but he's gonna get i i assume he's gonna get this number 10 role i can't imagine that um you know like samir nasri will get the start there instead ah. of de bruyne um <laughs> I'm not sure who else they. I mean, theoretically, Yaya Torre could move up, but they don't really have. They don't want. Yeah, yeah. they don't have. Yeah, they, Fernando, they can play both Fernandos. I think Fernando's still hurt. So yeah, and they, uh, Fabian Delph is out for six more weeks. So they don't. Oh, they don't. Well, I'm not sure he was going to play anyway, but. Um. So yeah, I mean, we're going to see De Bruyne. He's not available on on Mondo goal, so we're going to have to wait a week to get him. But. Yeah, but guess who got him in EFSA? <laughs> yeah. Nice job. The, so, yeah, we, speaking of that, so were you – did you have a bid amount in your head before I got Pedro for 35? Well, to be fair, I did bid 31 for Pedro. So no, I was in the same range. Yeah, so that, that's not even what I – so 
when I was talking with uh, Chris Mazinski, who runs uh, EFSA, uh, before um, the Pedro move happened, or maybe it was just as the Pedro move happened, because we were kind of chatting back and forth wondering what the price would be. And he thought it would be around 50 because uh, the two of us and one other guy had over, had over 50 bucks worth of, of fab money. And Pedro was the kind of player that you could just blow your, your budget for because there's not that many people that come in. Exactly. Um, he's the kind of player you save in the, in the auction for. And so I thought 50, so I went with 51 thinking somebody would go for 50 and I would be slick and go 51. Then I thought maybe I would go 52 thinking some, but anyway, my thought process was I saw how much money other people had. Well, the, the thing like, is, you don't no have to go crazy. You don't have to bid every outbid everybody. You just have to outbid. Like there were only three people that were probably going to go in for him. Yeah. The problem is that at the time when Pedro first moved or when it really looked like he was going to happen, the De Bruyne deal was, I don't want to say dead, but like it didn't look like that was going to occur. And so you could blow your budget on Pedro not having to worry about De Bruyne. Then, after um, the bidding opened for Pedro, De Bruyne was definitely available. Like It looked like he was coming. So I decided I was going to go low on Pedro because I, I wanted to at least say I tried to get him. So I lowered my bid to 35, and then I found out that I won him. You went 31. Uh, Rob from Rasball went 34. So I apparently got Pedro for 35. My problem was I wanted De Bruyne. And, but getting Pedro at 35 meant I didn't have but, enough to get De Bruyne. I, Pedro is considered what? Yes, he's just, a forward, which just a forward, which correct. was infuriating to me because I need a midfielder. I now have Pedro, Christian Benteke, Callum Wilson, and Theo Walcott all as forwards. Walcott, I basically can't play because yeah, I'm not going to play him over those guys. Oh, you need you need to make a trade. I. So you, you got make, like, you know what we we should we could be in business here. This is what I, I this I is what I want. Yes, this is what I wanted to to talk about because oh this this could, you know, I mean, I'm sure everyone's interested in the right. trades. We'll we we'll get to this anyway. But so my question was, did you did you have an, a thought of of having to spend more on De Bruyne before I got Pedro for thirty five, or did no. you no? I, I my bid. I, I mean, I'm never going to bid. Like eighty percent of my budget on somebody. That's just not my style. See, I, I, I you. I mean, and you, and you, you probably could have guessed that after the auction because no one on my team was over twenty five out of the two hundred dollar budget or something like that. The the difference I see in Fab though is that you're not during the auction you're competing with twelve other guys or however many we have in the league, whereas in Fab it's really only two or three. So I'm I'm actually fine. Like I obviously was willing to go up to fifty for Pedro at first. Had I lost Pedro, I definitely would have gone fifty for De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I'm desperate for a midfielder. Yeah, the worst I, part about it is that I own Jesus Navas, who's going to lose his job <laughs> thanks to De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I have De Bruyne. I have Nathan Redmond. Uh, I I have Affili who's not playing this week. Yeah. And I have Willian, who might play at the number ten role for Chelsea this weekend. Right. So and, I, and I, I'm, I'm pretty happy. But anyway. I have Oscar just in case. Yeah. So and yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with my and, but you know my forwards are not nearly as good. I have Diafrasako and Rudy Gisted. That's yeah. it. So yeah. I mean you know I might put De Bruyne in as a forward. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah. other thing. He's a forward and a midfielder, which you don't so, see dual eligibility in 
Yeah. I, I, and you know I love some dual eligibility. Yeah. My favorite yeah. was Jeff Schlupp, defender forward eligibility. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> right, let's move on, though. We well, well on. yeah, back to this Man City Palace game. Yeah. So Silva's out. I think you, I have no problem starting any Man City attackers. I would definitely still start Alexander Kolarov just because he's basically an attacker. But um, I'm not sure who I'm targeting from Crystal Palace because it, it, it'll basically come down to a to a salary thing. That's my problem with the midfield is that they all can kind of produce, but I'm not sure you can really make a jump between uh, Kabai, Balassi, or Punchin. You, you know who I hope is going to start at forward? Bamford, yeah, sure. And if Bamford starts at forward, I'm, I mean, as a budget option, I'd be in. Even uh, against Man City, who uh, haven't given yes, up a goal yes, since yes, April. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Alexander Kolarov has not had to track back much this season. Let's be fair. He's not a good defensive defender. He's very he's amazing going forward, but he's not a very good defensive defender. Yeah, that's why he doesn't play all the time. Or Correct. didn't. And and I have half a mind to think that Kyle Clichy may get the start. For that I think he's no, I think he's still out. He's still out. Okay, yeah. so it has to be Colorado. Okay. So it's Yeah, Clichy's still out. Okay. So But even if he wasn't, come on. They're not going to with the way they've played, you can't. I mean, you can't make a defensive change now. They have not given up a goal yet as a unit. Well, for Palace, I don't even know between Bakary Sako and Wilfred Saha who starts. Yeah, I'm off. I'm off Saha. Yeah, you got to be. I love Wilfred Saha, but I think you have to be off him because Sako is, you know, a mondegal. I think he has 20 points a game. Yeah. So far, yeah. Because he's and I was all we were all over it. Yep. As soon as we saw, because we were like, why does Wolverhampton have? A guy who can easily play in the Premier League, and yep. they and, and they've been demoted twice. Yeah, since they since they've had it's just anyway. Bakri Sako is a great option. Maybe not this week, but if he continues to start, I'd, I'd I'm comfortable with him pretty much against everybody. I actually would be I wouldn't be too cra- I wouldn't be too crazy to think if the price was low, I'd still start him against Man City. Yeah, he's big, he's fast, he's powerful. Yeah, certainly in a game like Mondogo where you can get some extra points, you know, even if they don't score. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he has the most upside of any money in that midfield. Yep, because he can set up and he can score. Yeah, so after that, I think it's all kind of a crapshoot, unfortunately. I, I I agree. That's the problem when you have you know equal talent options is that any one of them can go off. Yeah. And the same thing can be said with Manchester City's midfield because you don't really – I mean, Yaya Torre has been great so far, but you can definitely see you know David Silva getting a couple goals here and there and then Raheem Sterling having a time. Yeah. You know, it's – yeah, it, it, that's that's the problem when you have a lot of good options. It's a big good problem to have, but for fantasy, it's a terrible problem. I, I think, I think you'd be more comfortable with every Man City option before any of the Palace ones. Fair, very fair, because of how they've played so far. Yeah, very fair. Okay, let's move on then. So, uh, you, I all you wouldn't start a Manchester City defender this weekend, would you? I would. I would consider Kolarov. Yeah. You would consider Kolarov? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I may be a Crystal Palace supporter, apparently, but yeah, I are. think they're going to score. Yeah, I mean, they could score, but so could he. That's how I'm looking at it. it it's he, a Kieran Trippier issue of you know there may not be a clean sheet, but one goal allowed, you still get points for that. Okay, that's fair. I'm still not buying. But <laughs> that's <I>, <laughs> fair. All right, uh, let's move on. I think it's going to be something like three two or four two. Something. Like it's going to be a crazy scoring game that one. Okay. I mean, Manchester City's defense has been good, but. Crystal Palace's offense has been good, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's go on. 
Norwich at home, Burnmouth. Uh, Burnmouth, man, did they make their first win interesting? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was memorable, and West Ham came within a ball's length of tying it in sure. the last kick of the game. Sure did. And ten man West Ham, may mm-hmm. I add? Mm-hmm. But uh, Burnmouth going on the road to Norwich. Norwich, by the way, outside of Nathan Redmond, have not looked great. What would you do? You think Burnmouth has enough to go on the road and? This is a very important game for them. This is both these teams are going to be fighting off relegation probably at the end of the season, and these are in crucial six point swings here if one team actually wins. Yeah, I look at it. I think this has draw written all over it. I don't think either of them want to kind of don't want to give anything away because just like you said, they need uh, points. Right. They need a you know a point basically, uh, and so. Neither of I think uh, Norwich is like a slight favorite, but well, Norwich. This is a perfect. This is a perfect matchup of styles of, of, of antithetical styles. Burmouth will hold the ball and they'll play the ball around, and Norwich will just wait and wait and then counter. And even at home, I think that they're going to play counterattack against Burmouth. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I just so, uh, I don't see just, the cavalcade of goals that we saw from that. No, match, no, so. I think. If it's a three goal over under, I'd take the under. Yeah, I would. Too. Like one one would be the max. I would. I would see here. Yeah, I. I think Redmond. I would definitely start Redmond in something like Mondo goal with the extra points. Oh, this. Would you rather uh, Nathan Redmond <laughs> or Ritchie? Oh, I was actually. I, I think Redmond's ahead of Richie, but I'm not sure he's ahead of Callum Wilson. Maybe oh, because this? it's at this? Norwich. How about this. Wilson and Richie versus Jerome. I'm and- out on anything with Jerome. <laughs> Cameron Jerome was at two goals that should have been allowed, disallowed. Yeah. This How many points do you get for that? God. It's about the opportunity. It's not about previous stats. Past results don't dictate future behavior. I've said that many times. Right. So the near misses, the, the near goals may never happen again. <laughs> it's that he's, oh God, forget it. <laughs> this is wasted on you. We'll move on. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't after that. Would you start a defender in, in these cases? Would you start like an Arthur Burch even at goal? Or John Ruddy. Or Ruddy, yeah. I would I would consider them based on, on price. I mean, nobody's going to so be then, shocked if this goes 0 so, so then you'll be considering guys like Simon Francis. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or as I like to, you used to like to call him, Simone Francis. Simone Francis. <laughs> I, would, I would probably look elsewhere for defensive options, and but if I had to come back to that, I, I wouldn't be uncomfortable playing them. Okay. If Robbie Brady was a defender, I'd feel very comfortable playing him. But I think not. he is in some games. So maybe if he is, I'd be, he, I'd be he, comfortable. I will say he is a defender in some games. So yeah, because he plays left back. Right. So that'd be a good idea yeah. if, he, if he if he's a defender in your format. I would feel pretty comfortable. Yeah. All right, let's go on. Another lopsided matchup here: Watford at home against Swansea. Red hot Swansea. Mm-hmm. Coming back against Manchester United. Yeah. Um, they just. They they have Manchester United figured out even at um, even at the Theater of Dreams. So <laughs> uh, you gotta yeah, they, like Andre Ayew. You gotta like Bapatimbi Gomi. You gotta like everybody on Swansea, right? Totally Lucas agree. Donsky, yep, everybody. Kyle Naughton. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on him. I think uh, as as well as uh, Gomis is playing, I probably give the slight edge this week to Ayew just because. 
Um, I give you know you get a little a few more points from the midfielder side. You know he's a total beast. Shut them Andre out. Andre Ayew is a total beast. Yeah, but I mean Gomez isn't going to score thirty eight goals this year, so it'll have to slow down at some point. But I'm not sure it's this week. Uh, you know that cat celebration. The internet loves cats. They do. So, uh, it, it, it'll never die. Yeah, I, I, I'm all in on them, and I will probably not touch a single Watford player, yeah. which is really just not touching Troy Deeney or Igalu. Although I will note that their fullbacks, I believe, still lead the league in crosses as like a combined fullbacks yeah. number. So if you're interested in crosses but not goals allowed, Watford has them. Smart, smart, smart. Okay. No more to say about that. West Brom at home. Against Southampton, oh, I don't know how this game's going to go. These these two teams have been inconsistent at best so at best so far this season. The only option that I'd feel 100 percent comfortable with here is Sadio Mane from Southampton. Yeah, Tadic has been playing. I mean, Tadic had two goals and was it two and an assist last week? Correct. And there's, yeah. there's only two goals and assist. Yes. Right. So he. By he's the way, just so frustrating. It, yeah, and his assist came from. Uh, sorry, his assist was a goal to Mane, oh, okay. and Mane set him up for the other two goals. The other two, yeah. Um, I didn't think Mane was the one who scored. I don't know. I'll oh, have no, to... Sorry, Pelle had one. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Pelle had one. But anyway, I, I think Tadic is playable. Um, his his price is, fluctuates pretty wildly depending on what site you're going to just because he's one of those that like he has great upside when he starts, but he doesn't always start, which is... I don't know why he doesn't start all the time, but yeah, but yeah, I would I would certainly be comfortable with Graziano Pele. I think there are better options, but like, you know, if you were scraped for cash, six point seven million on Mondo goal is a pretty good price for starting uh, forward. The you know West Brom, we just I just still don't know what to make of this team. Uh, Berahino is apparent is now back. Uh, who knows yeah. if he starts? That would be awkward. Yeah, starting. I probably wouldn't start him anyway. I think uh, Solomon Rondon, who is Jose Rondon on some sites, uh, has has better upside. Like, no way the I don't think Barahino gets to the double digit goal mark this year. Uh, even you know he's only missed four games, but I think I think Rondon is the forward to own there. Unless they start two forwards, which well, even if they start them together, I don't think yeah. Barahino gets there. We'll find out. Uh, I mean, uh, you definitely feel more comfortable with your Southampton options, but West Brom at home with Pulis, you know they can shut it down. Yeah, well, I feel like we say that, and then they lose like three nothing lose to nothing. Stoke. Yep. You know, like yep. so. Oh, uh, we've been burned. I've been burned by West Brom as often as I've been burned by West Ham. Yeah, I, I, I try to stay away from West Brom now. Just, I, they just haven't figured it out yet. Not yet. Not yet. There's still time though. But uh, interesting note. Ralph Kruger, the chairman of Southampton, is going to coach Team Europe at the World Cup of Hockey. Because, you know, that's a thing. Wow. Yeah. That's silly. Exactly. Anyway, that we'll whole, All of that is silly. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> it's foolish on the face of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Manchester United at home against Liverpool. This is the, the big one. This is the big one. This is the, uh, you know, if there's a more intense rivalry in England... I don't think it exists. Uh, I mean, not at the not at the top flight, at least. This is and, one of those games that uh, worldwide will outdraw the Super Bowl. Yeah, and easily, uh, people. I think here in the states, we kind of underestimate how big the Premier League is worldwide. But 
this is, you know, we always say like, oh, it's just a regular season, you know, all of these games are regular season games basically. But um, this is a regular season game that could get twice the, the uh, audience that the yeah, Super the way, Bowl gets. The way that I like to describe it, this would be as if the intensity of a game like Alabama LSU, if it was doubled. It'll be, I mean, they'll get. No, but I mean, I'm talking about the intensity just yeah. within the fans. Yeah. Because the, I mean, these teams are located, I think, 20 miles apart. Mm-hmm. They're not far from each other. Yeah. And it's weird how they, they each have in town rivals who are yet, really good. Who are good. But <laughs> I think this, this matchup is actually better than. Yeah. The other guys are the noisy neighbors. Right. So, right. but, but. In this game, there's a good storyline here. Man, David De Gea, if he starts for Manchester United, you have to assume that he does after getting that new contract. What's going to be his reception? Uh, I think, and, and and if he has any value at all. Well, I think he's got a tremendous value. I mean, I think he's. I mean, I don't think his value has changed from the preseason. We all kind of expected him to have a good year, and then I think the reception will be fine. I don't think anybody. It's you have to be very, very naive to think that this contract means he's staying. No, it's just a higher bio clause, right? <laughs> or a defined bio clause. Now, exactly. but what, what I'd like to do more fantasy relevant though, yeah. let, rank the top five options from this game if you were to use them. Okay, um, I would put hmm. the the issue I have is that I feel like this game could be scoreless. And that kind of changes any sort of ranking. But if it's well, not... Well, then use defenders if you think it's going to be scoreless. Well, I also hate all of the defenders in this... Well, not all of them, I guess. But I'll, I'll play along and say that there are goals. And so if there are goals in this game, I would make Memphis to pay my top pick. I would then follow with uh, Juan Mata. Benteke, I'll give Rooney a courtesy ranking, and I'm not sure who, I'm not sure there are even five attacking options in this game that I would take. Liverpool are, you know, I would definitely take Benteke, but uh, Coutinho's out. Uh, Well, Firmino will be, will be more featured. Yep. So, I mean, so here's mine, and I'll give you my, I haven't bought in on Firmino yet. Well, you know, you and John Wallen need to have a talk. That's Tagus John Wallen, by the way, at Fantasy Gaffer. I'll give him a free plug. Yeah. Okay. We've had that conversation. Yeah, of course. And here we are. I'm still not on Firmino. So for me, it's Benteke 1, uh, Wayne Rooney 2, and then for me, it, goes, it switches straight to defenders. I don't think there's a ton of midfield value here. I think it goes, you know, something you know, like a Matteo Darmian or, you know, a Nathaniel Klein, check sure. the order between the two. Yeah. And then, you, then I'll, I mean, you have to give, I would give one midfielder reference. And, you know, I, I have to say Memphis Depay because I'm yeah. a big fan of his. And, you know, it, it just shows how even this matchup is. And when it's an even matchup like this, there tends to not be a lot of goals. Scored. Right. That's, and because, and that's why I put two defenders in there. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's almost tit for tat these two teams. It's just they they have basically they have very similar 
makeups, I think. They have a very strong – both teams have strong midfields. They have – Liverpool's is a little banged up right now, though. It's a little banged up, but it's still strong. That's why they got all that depth, by the way. Uh, <laughs> is it that good, though? It's – I mean, looking at this game here, they're going to start uh, Lucas, Firmino, uh, Milner. Uh, two of which I like a lot, yes. Um, Lallana's out. Henderson's out. Coutinho's out. Are they Jordan Ibe? I mean, that, I, I, you know, I love Jordan Ibe. We we love him as a prospect. You can't possibly tell me you you would take him over Memphis Depay, Juan Mata, uh, even Ander Herrera could get a start. I'd take him over Herrera. You're nuts. I am. Uh, I I totally am. I totally am. Uh, but I, I mean, Ander Herrera to me is more of a cult figure than he is <laughs> anything that he's actually done on the pitch. So he was a Moyes buy, wasn't he? Yes, I think he I was. Yeah. So. Um, the uh, before we finish with this game, we published our updated rankings on the site, and we got some flack for how high Wayne Rooney was uh, from a few. Are you people kidding? On Twitter, <laughs> and the the common belief or the common argument was basically that he, I don't want to say that he's washed up, but basically he he won't be able to perform as well. Uh, in was this, this was system. this before or after the England games? Uh, I think it may have been during. I mean, it, I'm not. Did I don't want to take see, too did much. They not see him play for England when he got service. I, but that that's sort of the point. That I'm not sure he gets that service at United. Oh, it's just a matter of time. Um, that's just, that was. That, we obviously feel that way. But there's a very strong contingent of people who have looked at him and said he's done, which I think is weird that they look at that and say, you know, he hasn't done anything this season. I'm off, and yet they're like still buying Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah I'm about to say, if that's less. the case, then Riyad Mahrez is the best player in right. the Premier League. Yeah, it's I think stupid. One of some part of the argument was that you know they just haven't had enough time to play together, which you know that's what happens. So you know once he gets more comfortable with with Depay, and I doubt Marsh Marshall will get. Marshall may get may get may get some substitutes. He may, he'll time. get some, but he's not going to start. I, I, I would be surprised. Yeah. I'd be surprised. Yeah. I think I plays more than he does. How about that? Yes. Battle of teammates. Uh, hmm. Maybe. I don't know about that, actually. I bet it's pretty similar by the end of the season. I say it's... Uh, I know. I mean, like, I mean, just this weekend. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, I would say I plays more. Yeah. 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 So I didn't mean the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, but that would be an interesting. Uh, uh, all right. I'll think about that more. <laughs> we'll get back to that next week. We may, we, we may place a wager on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunderland at home against Spurs. Here's the question. Jermaine Defoe or the Spurs defense? Who would you trust more in this game? Because basically, if it, it's not Jermaine Defoe or Jermaine Lenz or Jermaine Lenz, it, it's going to be nobody else for Sunderland. Fabio Barini. He's back. He will, he, will he start? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I would take Defoe. Over the Tottenham defense. That's because you take anything over. You you would you would take a rock with two legs over the Tottenham. <laughs> I would certainly take Roberto Firmino. Um. Anyway, they, I mean, you have this is such a classic Defoe opponent. I mean, he was there. You know, he if there's anybody that you put some some uh, value into the revenge game, this is it, right? I and mean, he's it. It, 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 I asked the question because I didn't have my own answer. Yeah. I was hoping you'd give me something, and you gave me nothing. 
And for me, Sunderland, are, they're still, I think, the worst team in the Premier League from top to bottom. Uh, they have Jermaine Defoe, who somehow is scoring goals, that you can say that about his entire career. Jermaine Lenz looks bright. Yeah. But outside of that, they don't really have much. Fabio Barini was good for them two or three years ago and then hasn't played since Yeah. For, you know, in, in competitive games. I think <laughs> they're, not, yeah. I mean, not much else there. Yeah, they. You know who's going to be their next best player? Oh, DeAndre Yedlin. DeAndre Yedlin, yeah, who, you know, can, who can't play this week. <laughs> yeah, he can't play because yeah. But we do have to talk about Yedlin as a prospect, though. So uh, take us there. Give, give us a couple sentences. The it all will come down to where they play him. Uh, it seems like he is. I don't know if he's adamant about playing right back or what it is, but he's clearly better as you know a speed guy on the wing. Like you know, Jurgen Klinsmann used them. Yeah, I mean that that's his role. He's he's not a good defender. And so everybody there's all this like if he can learn how to defend, he could be a really good player. Yeah. The problem is is that you're not going to become a really good defender at Tottenham. Oh, you'll learn exactly what not to do. Right. You're not going to become a great well, defender. That's part of the learning at, process. At Sunderland you have to get either. in games though. Yes. And that, and that's why they sent him out so that he could he could get some games. But uh, you know, he's obviously not going to play this week, but if he plays and he'll be classified as a defender, which is great. You know, there, I can't he plays in the midfield. Right. And so it all depends on how they use him. If he's going to send in a lot of crosses or, um, he looked good against Brazil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When USA played Brazil, Josie Altidore could get yeah. his two, uh, one of two feet on the ball. Yeah. Then he'd be great. But yeah, Yedlin, Yedlin's game is, is speed and, so while I, he'll be a nice, you know, he's not going to be a good option in season-long games uh, that, you know, like the official Premier League game because it's so clean sheet dependent for goal, for Correct. defenders that, Sun, I mean, like you said, he's not a good defender and now he's going to get the opportunity to start for Sunderland. But, Who are bad defensively. Right. But Taga or any other of these peripheral stat sites, you know, he could definitely produce with enough playing time. I agree. Now Spurs side. Does Harry Kane finally get off the schneid? I mean, th- this is sort of the opportunity. This You're not going like, to be able to buy Harry Kane lower with a better opportunity. For sure. Um, At least you don't think. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Uh, Christian Eriksen's still out. We'll note that. Not that either of us were going to play him. Uh-huh. But, um, they they bought, um, who did they just buy? What was his name? Son from uh, Bayer Leverkusen. They also bought uh, Inji. Yes, Um so they're giving Harry Kane a few people. To, I'm not sure they're going to play with Kane, whether Pochettino wants to go with two two forwards or not. But you know who they wanted? Um, they couldn't get him. Sado Barahino. Yes. And uh, who, by the way, has played well with Harry Kane in the England squad. Yeah, they apparently also made a bid in um, is it January? Maybe it was in last year for Anthony Martial, which was like 20 million pounds, which turned out to be a drop in the bucket Target. for what he went for. Um, so nice move, Monaco. But uh, I feel like we're going to do this every week. Like, is this the week that Kane breaks through, or you know? Well, I mean, this is an incredibly good matchup, to be fair. Yep. Even though it's on the road, but yep. I'm just saying, you we, we've said for four straight weeks, like, yes, Harry Kane is worth a play. I'm I'm I don't have him in any teams myself, despite playing at Sunderland. Harry Kane or Jermaine Defoe this week? Oh. <sighs> Um, I'm by the assu- way, that's how far he's fallen. I am assuming. Yeah, 
I'm assuming that I ranked Kane higher because I doubt I could, with a straight face, put Defoe. Yeah, I have Kane fairly high, apparently, when I did my rankings. So I feel like I would probably rank any starting forward playing at Sunderland very highly. So I'm not sure how much of it is matchup and how much is Kane himself. About opportunity. Yeah. Okay, no problem. All right, let's go on. Leicester at home against Aston Villa. Leicester, the unstoppable offensive force. Mm -hmm. Um, Villa... A little bit aimless right now. They look like there could be a potential relegation candidate. Now, Rudy Gasset is a is a physical specimen. He's, sure is, uh, but not much not much service coming to him as of yet. Uh, Lester, Riyad Mahrez, Jamie Vardy, Mark Albrighton, Shinji Kagawa. Oh, sorry, not Shinji Okazaki. Kagawa, Shinji Okazaki. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's a bad slip. Um, Shinji Okazaki. Uh, they they all look good. Yep, and I'm assuming that you are going to be heavy on Leicester offensive options. They are high in my rankings. The I try to not go with Vardy or Okazaki just because I feel like you can get more upside from other players. But Mares definitely, and Albrighton in for his crosses. But um, I don't know. I yes, they they should be targeted. But I think I have other guys that that I like over them. At least in the forward realm, Mares is still pretty high. Would you, Rudy Gestad? Would you start him? Uh, I would if I was playing in you know some sort of league where I had to use some sort of minimum salary. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> All right, let's get to the last game. Uh, West Ham at home against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday. Yeah, that would be Monday, and this is an even game. Uh, I don't think there's too much favoring any side here, but you know Victor Moses comes into the West Ham side. Um, you, you showed me a potential lineup that they can run out there. Carl Jenkinson's back from his red card suspension. Um, Newcastle without Mitrovic, but they have Poppy Cisse ready to come in, and IOC Parish can potentially play up front. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like Flovan Torian, I mm-hmm. believe is his name, um, or Tovan. Tovan, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, there's just a lot of good talent here, but they just haven't really put it together. Yeah, Dimitri Payet. Um, yeah, of course, Dimitri Payet. Yeah, yeah, dealt with a little bit of a knock. but So you're essentially looking for, you know, if you're playing the Saturday and then Sunday-Monday slate, you know, if you're looking at this Sunday, I'm not sure. I, I guess Mares could be the top one, but if you look at the Sunday and Monday slate, you could – Payet's definitely up there as one of the top midfield options. But you could absolutely make the case for Moses, too. Moses, I don't think, has moved over for Mondo goal, so I don't think you necessarily get his points this week. But, um, you know, the, the I'm going to stay away from the West Ham. Well, I'll stay away from Jelovic, but I would definitely take Kane and Defoe over Diafrasako. Yeah. West Ham, I don't know. Maybe you've just ruined them for me. Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, that's what I do. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. By the way, uh, you know, one of Tom Brady's only few missed passes from last night was to Danny Amendola on a semi-deep ball. I started Danny Amendola Good in multiple job. weeks, so it's, you know, it's just you know, it's just what I do. It's it's just what I do. Um, anyway, uh, back to this game. Back to this football. Um, I agree. Victor Moses is a value. Diafrasako probably not as much. Dimitri Payet, if you can afford the price in weekly, is a good is you know always a good talent. Yeah. And then Newcastle. I mean, Wijnaldum. 
Yeah, I think you could definitely take the attacking options from Newcastle. There just aren't that many of them. Yeah. But yeah, it's Wijnaldum. Cissé. Cissé. Mm. Who'd you take, Iosi Perez? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's get this, let's get to what you just eerily foreshadowed a minute ago. Yeah. That is our all-value Mondo Goal teams. And uh, once again, we have a code going with uh, Mondo Goal that if you deposit... Actually, you know, Andrew, you know this better than I <laughs> Yeah, if you use the promo code ROTO, R-O-T-O, as in Rotowire, you'll get a 200% bonus on your first deposit. So that's all obviously first-time depositors. If you already play on Mondo Goal, sorry. But hopefully these value picks will no, help don't you be sorry. win a little more money. Don't be sorry. <laughs> They're still getting great advice from us. They there still get a lot of good stuff. Yes. Anyway, this is the all-value team. So I believe uh, uh, you put out something on Twitter the other day about uh, seven max it was about, teams. No, it was about 20 minutes ago. It was about um, 20 minutes ago? Okay, so... so so, so basically before anyone has even listened to this podcast. Yes. Yeah. So the, yeah, so yeah. we wanted, we were talking previously about how much money we could have left over if we were trying to make a value list. And then I just tweeted, ask if anybody wants to do a, you know, show us your best lineups of players that are uh, no more than $7 million or pounds. So that's what we did. And we're going to run through them. All right. Uh, I'll start with mine first. I'm sure we're going to have some similar players here. But in goal, Martin Stecklenberg, 3.9 million because he's a starting goalkeeper, and I don't feel like paying for any high-priced goalkeepers anyway. But in the value team, I took the lowest-priced one. Okay. At defense, Carl Jenkinson at 4.8. Richie Delat at wow. 5.7. Yeah, that's right. And Ben Davis, 6.3. So I have a Tottenham defender. <laughs> That's how, that's how you know it's a value team. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be comfortable with that, right? I'm not comfortable, but it's a defender. How comfortable do you have to be? What was the last price? 6.3. Hmm. Nope. Okay. Uh, Still I went, too much for you, apparently. Yeah, I went with Stecklenberg as well at yeah 3.9. The I, I definitely considered Tim Kroll at 4. I did too. Um, just because he was at four, I'm not sure I would really um, go any higher than that. But the other sneaky one that I thought was Brad Guzan at four and a half playing against Leicester, wondering if that was that might be a little tighter. And you know, if he gets a bunch of saves, then maybe, maybe. But anyway, uh, then my other one, I put uh, Matt Target at six seven with Stecklenberg. Um, I paid five six for Daryl Yanmot. And four eight for Jenkinson, thinking maybe that game is shut out. I don't know. Jan Mott does a little bit more, so but he also gets red cards. Yep, um, I definitely considered uh, six point two Bronislav Ivanovic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I definitely considered it. I'll put it that way. I w- I was considering five point nine Gary Cahill before that. That was just me. Um, or is it six point nine? Yeah, I mean it's worth trying. No, but no, still no. Not against Everton. That 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 that, that offense is too good. Anyway, your midfield. Um, so this, this is probably going to be a direct copy. We have not spoken, by the way, about our team. We, so. we have not. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be a direct copy. All right, let's see. I went um, five million for Yoan Kabai, who just is the cheapest available okay. Palace option. I think Balassi is around that range so he's five six he's on yeah. my team um same thought okay 
Um, I paid seven million for Dusan Tadic. I did as well. And I paid six eight for Mark Albrighton. I did as well. And I paid five point eight for Scott Sinclair. Interesting. Very who interesting. Is off. Did he have two or three last? He had two last week. Two. Um, he took a penalty last week. I'm not sure, or whenever they two weeks ago. I'm not sure that means he's on penalty duty because he drew the he drew the foul in the box, but. Um, I don't know. I thought he was worth a, a go. It's very interesting. The only so I had Balassi at five point six, mm. and instead of uh, instead of Sinclair, I went with a six point four Matt Ritchie. Yeah, I, I definitely had Ritchie in there. Uh, when I first did this, I was trying to see just how much money I could leave over, and I had Ritchie instead of Tadic. But I don't think that's. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, okay. And my forwards. Man, there's a lot of good little price forwards. Cameron Jerome is 3.5. Rudy Gasted is 4.0. And Pedro is 6.6, which is, I, I don't care. Sorry, who was before Pedro? Rudy Gasted, 4.0. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Pedro at 6.6. Yeah. Your forwards, sir. Uh, Gasted, Pedro, and Graziano Pele. Pele is at? 6.7. Okay. <sighs> and how much do you have left over? 37.1. I have thirty nine point four million left over. Ha <laughs> ha! I win. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, I mean, I'm not terribly uncomfortable with this team. I, I would. This is obviously a value team. No one else is going to have this lineup. No. So you're going to be getting points that no one else is getting. Yes. If they get points. So the the way I looked at it is, I Gisted at four. Like I would. This is going to sound stupid, but like I would ease. I, I would take him out and throw in like Aguero. I, I wouldn't. Go with Gestead. but the midfield on back, I think I would I would absolutely start, but yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't think I'd start Gestead with this much money. I wouldn't start Gestead. I wouldn't start Pele. I would definitely start Pedro though. Yeah, I would say I would take out Gestead and put in Aguero, and then I would take out Jerome and you know take your pick. I yeah, mean, you, I had Jerome. That's what it was. I had Jerome in first, and then when I found Pele, I just went there. Yeah, I, I, I the most. I mean, the highest price forwards I believe this week. Is Memphis Depay, yeah. which is kind of silly, and I've got Buffett to be Gomi at eleven nine. That's what they would do. Yeah. Aguero and Gomi. Yep. Boom. Uh, I mean, that's a lineup. And then if you did that, I was going to say Alexis Sanchez at ten is is interesting yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh God, so, there's it, just so much good value. Yeah, that's what it is. It, you can you don't need to go really cheap everywhere else to fit your forwards because the forwards themselves are cheap too. But you can. There are plenty of options, as we just said, to kind of. Yeah. And if you and for me and for my lineup going down from thirty nine four, it was twenty two point one million. If I put in Aguero and Gomi, and that's insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Ah, I'm excited for this weekend. Super excited. One thing that you are looking for from any team over the weekend, just something that because you know they're coming back from international break. One thing you're looking to see in terms of improvement from any team. I'm waiting to see what Chelsea does. I I think we're going to keep talking about defensive rotation and if they keep playing like this obviously it's going to have to happen so the the result is either we're going to see i can't imagine we see rockman over you know for as piliqueta unless he moves to the right but so they're either going to start playing better or we're going to get some interesting fantasy options like kurt zuma or rockman or who was the other you know guy they bought i named baba right yes i do yes <laughs> for me my one big thing is I want to see Burnmouth go after Norwich. 
I want to see Burnmouth try to take the opportunity to stay in the Premier League and go out fighting, not trying to limp through the season. Uh, their, their offensive options can be overpowering. They really can be, especially because they also have Glenn Murray now who may be, who may play. We didn't even bring him up. But, yeah, the, they, I guess Eddie Howe, they were talking in his press conference how he doesn't usually like to play two forwards like that, but he kind of made it clear that he's going to have to play both because he's not going to bench Wilson. Yeah, and he brought Murray to play. Yeah, it's and I want to see them go after Norwich. I really do. Yeah, and if they do that. I mean, this because this can be a, a symbol of you know because Burmuth is people are interested in Burmuth because of you know the underdog story and America loves an underdog. Yeah. So if they have intentions of staying in the league and they go after Norwich and they get these three points, they really have a they really have something going here. Then yeah, yeah, I agree. that's what I, yeah that's what I'm looking for, but. uh We'll look for that more on this weekend of the, of the Fantasy Premier League. And this has been the latest episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thanks for tuning in with us. If you want to do the all-value challenge, by all means, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to be entering in my team, and uh, I'm in so many I'm in, I'm in a lot. I'm going to be in a lot of different leagues this weekend. So check it out. Try the all-value team challenge and see how well you do. Thank you, Andrew. Talk to you next week. Best of luck, sir. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Napa know-how. The Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.